Hey, what's going on? Greetings and good day, and welcome to Birds All Day, episode number 205. My name is Drew Fairservice, and we are here. We're going to talk about your Toronto Blue Jays, or what's left of them, here as spring training winds down. The series in Montreal is on the horizon, and then opening day, your Toronto Blue Jays against their Detroit Tigers. Marcus Stroman on the hill. For the Blue Jays. I'm excited. It's almost opening day. Excited to start talking about the team. And then as soon as they start playing real games, we can start looking forward to other things that aren't the team playing games. Because that's the mode we're going to have to be in for the next, whatever, however long. And joining me in that mode, joining me as always. Uh, Old Reliable. Old Reliable, Mr. Andrew Stoughton. Stoughton, how are you? I am, uh, as usual, doing all right. You're as usual doing all right. I'm glad. You, you sound a little under the weather, but other than that, yeah. I'm glad you're well. Thank you. Um, I'm I'm wellish enough. Yeah, it's as a, well. I'm all right. It's a, I think I've I've had the windows open because it's actually not been like deathly cold. So bit of a mm-hmm. bit of allergy season, you know. Uh, things melt and kick up. But, oh yeah, uh, you're one of those. Yeah, huh? sadly. You live in a good, not a bad place to live in the world here in Ontario. If you're an allergy type of person, I feel for if you are an allergy person who lives in a in a more southern climate. Have you ever seen those pictures of like of of a, the truck hitting the tree and then all of the allergens like shake off of it, all the pollen? <laughs> I can't. It say looks that like I have, like a, I can imagine. Oh my god, it's horrifying! Like like a cloud of pollen just following you everywhere you go. If you live in like Georgia or the Carolinas or DC, that's a miserable place to be an allergy sufferer uh i i might i i when i was a kid i got allergies but i don't really notice them anymore well fuck you yeah that's good <laughs> i uh, i live a uh, i live a blessed life in terms of my uh, despite being an old man i don't have like aches and pains which is they'll come in time but for now everyone's always like ah oh, my back i got a bad back i got a bad knee I'm like oh, i'm good good can't complain can't that. complain now Mm-hmm. That the reason I can't complain and I don't have aches and pains is because I'm not a professional athlete. Which at the end of their career, I feel like they're just one large walking ache and pain because they push their very large bodies to the limit for a very long time, as long as their body can take it, as long as there are still earning years left in their body, they get out there and they try to earn. And the Toronto Blue Jays were sort of swept away by a wave of injuries here. Towards the end of the week, at the towards the end of spring training, as two pitchers from the bullpen uh, were suddenly worried about elbow pain. I believe their names are John Axford and Ryan Tapera, mm-hmm. struggling with some arm challenges, and that's not good. No, I mean uh, Ryan Tapera. But hmm? Norris also uh, didn't pitch today. Oh, he said he didn't feel right. That yeah. was the quote from yeah. Bud Norris. So. Norris as well, of course. Norris is um, he had his opt out today, I believe. He did. Um, so if he's got an injury, he's probably not going to opt out. But uh, you know, the 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 bullpen was one part of the team that we were kind of like, yeah, it's fine. It's going to be like last year, fine. Not 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 great. Maybe a little better than last year because um, they we would not be missing the best player within that bullpen for extended periods of time, presumably. Uh-huh. But but uh, now there's question marks. I mean. You know, this is the whole this this unusual or somewhat unlikely uh, scenario where suddenly you've got three different guys 
with uh, mysterious arm ailments. This is why you build all the depth, right? This is the argument in favor of just bringing in as many guys who are kind of similar, but uh, get as many as you can because you never know how many you're going to need. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, it's uh, uh, it's weird that it's all sort of hit them at once, but uh, uh, and expose the fact that they really didn't have a great bullpen depth. But uh, they've got a bunch of arms. Just, uh, you know, the the uh, Trent Thorntons and the David Paulinos of the world probably need some more time in in the minor leagues before they're going to be asked to get you know before it's good to ask them to get major league hitters out on a regular basis. So. Uh, might be pressed into action a little sooner than anybody would like. There's also like a 40-man roster problem too, right? I mean, they uh, mm-hmm. uh, they don't have a lot of spots there. So if guys aren't going on the 60-day DL and you or the IL, I guess like I believe it's the the injured list now. Um, you know, if guys aren't going on there, then they're not freeing up uh, spots. It was already you know we were already having to look at who was going to lose their spot for Norris and for Axford. So right now that's paused, obviously, uh, but that's an issue too. That, you don't think David Paulino's ready to get big league hitters out? I don't know. I think that's... Yeah, I, 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 I mean, more AAA wouldn't have killed him, but yeah, I'm totally... I'd like to see what he can do, for sure. Yeah. Uh, and Trent Thornton is a name... It's a, the one that... Trent Thornton is the one, I think, that for me has a little bit of a mystery around it. Like, oh, I'm not quite sure. This is really... He's kind of exciting. He's not so much of a known commodity mm-hmm. to me. Yeah. So I, I'm excited to see him get the opportunity to get out there. Um, but yeah, no, with missing Tapera. I mean, Tapera was, wasn't wasn't as good last year. Um, guy who's been, John Gibbons, just worked really, really hard for two years. Where you think, like, it's kind of the name of the game in a way. Like, that, that just they just pitch these relievers until they blow up or, or keep going. And you just hope that it's not anything serious for Tapera. John Axford, of course, was uh, in camp on a minor league contract, minor league invite. So uh, hopefully he's okay and is able to like make the club and continue getting paychecks and stuff, and then doing doing the things that he wanted to do. You know, be a member of this team. Yeah. Um, you know, he came for a reason and then for a purpose to join the Blue Jays. So hopefully um, he doesn't miss that opportunity. Hopefully he's okay to keep keep uh, to continue his career. Uh, and then the Bud Norris thing, I think that's maybe, well, they're all in kind of wait and see mode. Although, was it Axford had nerve irritation? Is that what they, what they said? Um, that may have been what they said. I don't, I believe uh, what I read was that Axford has nerve irritation or something to that effect. And he's been sort of shut down briefly, but Tapera is like on a death march, like, well, he's no. going to go see uh, one, like of, Krem- one, yeah, one of the guys. Kremchek or whatever? Yeah, one of I those think it was yeah, Kremchek, yeah. Uh, which is what you, you know, it's not what you want. It's not what you want. No. But it doesn't mean it's, doesn't mean it's all gloom and doom. And, no, I think know, guys have seen Kremchek can come away with their, you know, <laughs> their ligaments intact. But uh, but he's definitely somebody that you you don't you don't go too lightly, I don't think. You gotta hope not, but uh, and then Norris again. Norris is a bit of a wait and see. I hadn't seen an update um, at, the, at this time of recording, but hopefully mm-hmm. there there has been one in the subsequent hours. Uh, but it probably won't be until tomorrow or a couple of days after before they figure out the state of him. So not sure what that means for the bullpen. Obviously, there's there's no lack of guys that could go and get and and to, to fill in and do a job, or guys that can move up the line, as you mentioned, Paulinho and Thornton and. And whomever else, I mean, there are always these, the even like the Danny Barneses of the world and guys who are sort of on the periphery. And, you know, some of those guys, you know, Tim Mazes, I guess, was told that he made the team, which is good. But 
you know. Yeah. <laughs> you just start looking around. Yeah. yeah. It's, you know, I don't know. It's going to be. Not t- a, you're not a big fan of Mesa? You're not a Mesa? No, I, li- I like Mesa, actually. I mean, and he can, I think he can actually be you know, maybe more useful than just the, uh, the lefty specialist. I mean, obviously, we're working, we're moving towards that rule anyway. Uh, but he's a guy mm-hmm. who I think can, uh, can get to multiple outs. Uh, it's just uh, it's just kind of dreadful beyond Giles, though, right? I mean, Joe Biagini's in the mix now, and yeah. you know, Barnes didn't look great today. I mean, he gave up a three on homer. He was he's not, you know, that's you know that's one at bat. But uh, you know, today it was a tough day <laughs> to watch some of the pitching depth just get the shit kicked out of them uh, when you're realizing, oh right, there really isn't a lot of great depth in the bullpen. So, uh, oh, and the other one that we haven't mentioned actually is the the Rule Five child. Yes, of course. Yeah, who, um, who can't hit the plate, but otherwise they really like him. Well, Gregor uh, Gregor Chisholm, who is not a, not the guy who's known for uh, his editor editorializing on Twitter, was like, "Man, I do not understand what the team sees <laughs> yeah, in this guy." I saw that, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which is like to me, that's as that's as, as strong as you'll see someone come out if you see him like be like, "Oh, yo, um, potential." Maybe was uh, Jordan Romano the Jays who the Jays lost in the Rule Five draft uh, didn't has not made the Rangers, mm-hmm. but but they're uh, what's that that skinny guy's name that runs that team? Oh, I don't even, whatever. I don't even know. Their GM. Oh, John. Well, is it John like, Daniels or is John Daniels? It is John up, Daniels. Kicked up higher yeah. in the office now. Yeah. He said um, if. Um, they want him back if possible. They want to try to work out a trade. If they lose, if they, if he has to go back, you know, if he doesn't make the team and the Rule 5, if he gets Rule 5 back to the Blue Jays, the Rangers are going to seek to reacquire him, which is good for him. I guess he's Canadian, right? Jordan Romano, that's one yeah. of his deals. Yeah, he is. Yeah. Uh, you know, I don't know. Why would the Jays do that, especially at this point? Uh, but now I they guess... got all the leverage. Now they're going to extract <laughs> a valuable chip. We're moving on up. Or they could just be like, no, and get him back. And, hey, there's a reliever for you right there. Um, yeah, that works. Though he has to go through waivers first, too. I mean, I believe that he... Right, that's that's the line. That's yeah, the line. If, he, if he gets claimed on waivers, then he just becomes somebody else's wa- Rule 5 pick, as though you know the same rules all still apply. So he doesn't get a, a, a offered back to the Jays until he first goes through waivers. So he won't the, the... Necess- he's not necessarily guaranteed to be coming back in. Also, as we're you know we're speaking about this, maybe it'll all be tied up and, and figured out by the time the, the podcast airs. Um, uh, Sam Gavilio is still a thing. Uh huh. Barely. But yeah. Barely. That is that it is not, what I, I would describe. <laughs> it's not it. a fun game to watch today. Uh, somebody was. Uh, someone else was like, "Oh, it was uh, Mike uh, Petrillo from MLB Statcast was like." Every time he looked up, there were more runs on the board, and someone had just hit a home run. He kind of had the game on in the background, like, ding. Oh, there goes one. Bryce Harper hit two, of course, today. Uh, but uh, whatever, it's free training. Right. It's free it's training fun. for everybody, including the chaff at the end of the roster. <laughs> um, <laughs> which, is now, switching... which is now much closer to the top of the roster. So, well, when the, when, <laughs> when the bottom is the top. <laughs> um. Another injury thing was Dalton Pompey. Of course, Dalton Pompey is out of options. So when he was scheduled to start in center field today and did not, there was some speculation today, Thursday. There was some speculation about what uh, was transpiring. But instead of being 
uh, a fun, delightful little, he's been traded before the game or something has happened. It was a, a shitty bummer of a story. Yeah. In that the guy with a history of concussion, of concussions hit his head on his locker or on a bat in his locker or something. Which yeah, on a bunch of bats sa- or something, yeah. Sounds innocuous, but probably was dumb. Like, probably was d- dangerous. Like, bats falling out of the locker, hitting him in his head or something. But God only knows what happened to him. But uh, hopefully he's okay. A guy who's fighting for his life, kind of out of options. And, and uh, yeah, know, it I was having a decent spring. but Decent enough, yeah. I mean, I think it was going to be tough for him to hang on uh, with the team. I think I was going to guess, I guessed as of yesterday, that you know he was going to end up in the, in the minors just because they... They didn't have, you know, they, it, it was so tough to just make the numbers work in terms of having the Rule 5 kid, Luciano, in the bullpen. And then, mm-hmm. you know, they would need to have uh, uh, a six-man bullpen beyond him, so a seven-man bullpen, uh, with one guy who's basically unusable. Uh, it just didn't seem like it was possible. So I, I was kind of leaning towards the idea that Pompey was probably not going to... Uh, uh, not going to make the team and have to go through waivers and then probably be lost. But but the bigger thing, of course, is that he's had concussion problems in the past, and so you know, obviously mm-hmm. uh, you hate to see that. And apparently, it's you know, it's, it's a thing. You know, when you have one concussion, concussion, it's easier to uh, uh, to pick up a second one. And so uh, you hope that that's not something that ends up you know affecting his life or whatever. But uh, but that's getting you know pretty speculative on something we don't really. Uh, know too much about other than that he was scratched and that everybody hopes he's uh, healthy and ready to go uh, in short order. Absolutely, but it, it, it is t- going to be tough. I think that the roster crunch is, is a real thing. Um, the Blue Jays obviously would love to, if they have to, um, outright him off the 40-man, but then keep him in the organization um, and then give him another chance. But then even that, where it's like those 40-man spots suddenly become real valuable. When, especially when you're making all these sort of speculative uh, acquisitions and acquiring guys to move them later, so yeah, and, those forty uh, man spots are valuable, and you're holding and you one know, for Guerrero, <laughs> right? Exactly, Vlad's going to have one. I mean, by the end of the year, if not Bichette, probably Biggio will end up getting one, and uh, uh, you can you can probably comb through uh, a few more guys who are going to need one at mm-hmm. some point as well, especially if the the pitching. Uh, continues to be an issue in terms of health. Well, I mean, we as we saw last year, and we talked about on the on the show last week, the Blue Jays used thirty six different pitchers last season, so they're just going to be. Did I say pitchers? Anyway, yeah, thirty six pitchers. Yeah. That's, that sounds about right. But oh yeah, they, but they just have to. They need to have that flexibility in those spots, which means guys getting DFA'd, guys, you know, going on the sixty man, guys in and out and in and out, and then on and off the twenty five, and oh, it's just. Um, that kind of roster churn is the nature of the game, especially when you're in this kind of speculative rebuild mode where you're just making all these value plays as often as you can. And then suddenly the value of what you might get back is less valuable than the holding the 40 man. God only knows. And then you'd end up with the Jaime Garcia where it's like, no, nope, you're out. Forget it. Right. It's not worth the yeah. hassle anymore. And uh, and that's just going to be the nature of the, of, of the Blue Jays game for... Well, forever, frankly, it's just the way that works now. <laughs> it's they're not in, they're not unique in that. Every team has has that on um, that stuff going on on the margins of the roster. So, something we need to get used to. Uh, speaking of the roster, are there any other? Um, I, I've written here general roster machinations. All is one word. Um, I mean, uh, so what was the news? Was Anthony Alford is not going to make the team out of out of the spring? 
Yeah, um, I think that which I don't think should surprise anybody. No, they're gonna they're gonna go north with uh, with Teoscar Hernandez and Randall Grichik and Kevin Pillar and Billy McKinney, who's been playing some first and and then Smoke and Morales and Drury and Guriel, Galvis. Uh, who's the oh? Is the catcher isn't gonna make the team? Mag- oh, uh, Reese McGuire. Yeah, and Reese McGuire is not. Hmm? Oh, and then there's the uh, Sogard or Urania. I don't know if they've announced who's going to be the utility infielder until <laughs> Vlad shows up. Exciting we times. get the we get the star and the globe and mail like the the paper paper in the office that I work in, mm-hmm. and they're always on like the island in the kitchen. And I, because I'm a loser, I always go for the globe and mail because they have the Ken Ken in the front in the A section, and I do this Ken Ken puzzle every day at lunch. Okay. But I grab the star because they have a, an actual sports section. And the front, so the front cover of the star was like something about the Raptors. Doug Smith had a Raptor story. There was a Leaf gamer something. And then on, so below the fold, I'm like, oh, this is a Jay story. Laura Armstrong wrote this Jay story. I'm sure it's very good. And it's all, it was on Eric Sogard on the front cover of the sports section. I was like, oh, that's grim. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if that's on the front, what's on the inside? Yeah. Right. If we're talking about Eric Sogard's rule, but um, yeah, Sogard, Urania. So there's, I mean, it's kind of what we knew going in. There's not a lot of jobs you know, real job battles, not a lot to be to be played for. It's all sort of written in pencil all winter long. But uh, it's always, it's just good, I think, uh, as we have said, that the the results don't matter unless you want them to matter. So when they're good, it's like, yep, that's good. Anthony Alford swinging a nice bat. Uh, Teoscar Hernandez, you can't get him out. Whatever, that's all deadly. But uh, so uh, Anthony Alford seemed like he really acquitted himself um, well this spring, which is good to see. I've been critical of his offensive performance because it's been so helter skelter and hurt and never on the field for more than you know forty games at a time. So if he can hit, he could show that he can hit real pitching. That'd be uh, really awesome and a a boon to the rebuilding Blue Jays. Indeed, it would. Indeed, it would. Uh, what do you think about McKinney playing first base? That seems like a real like step backwards. Yeah, I don't, from... I don't get that, but uh, you know, I don't know. I understand them maybe wanting his bat in there more than Kendry's or Justin Smoke, I guess, because that's just where this team's at. But um, Billy McKinney is a first baseman for your team for any length of time. Your team's really bad, so I don't know what the point is. Well, I mean, he's only a first baseman because he throws with the wrong hand, right? So that's he's got no options. He, like if he's not going <laughs> right. to play the outfield, they got to put him somewhere. Yeah, and I think it's, if anything, it's more of a statement on Kendry's Morales' abilities at first base. Maybe, yeah. Which are, which, again... Or the fact that his roster spot is not, you know, all that secure at this point. Kendry's? Yeah, I mean, I think that, you know, the whole Vlad mentor thing, well, we thought thought that maybe a bit about Russell Martin as well, uh, which obviously they didn't give a shit about. Um, You know, I think that maybe the Vlad mentor thing carries some, a bit, uh, of weight for him and probably helps him stick around on the roster. He had a nice year last year. Uh, somebody's got to <laughs> play, but but uh, you know, at some point, other than the fact that he's getting paid thirteen million dollars, like why is he why is he here? I think you're gonna find, you know, once Vlad comes up, um, mm-hmm. yeah, you're gonna you're gonna have to be doing things like playing Billy McKinney at first base just to to get you know regular at bats for everybody that you want to get at bats. Like Guriel and uh, and uh, Drury are basically gonna be splitting a job once. Uh, once Vlad shows up, but Teoscar and McKinney probably isn't ideal as a platoon either. You'd like to get 
you know, a whole lot of at-bats for both of them as well. So, I don't Absolutely. know. Absolutely. I don't know why. Yeah. At some point, Morales uh, is going to get looked at. So maybe that's part of why that is as well. It is absolutely, um, it's so nice to have mentors right up until the point where it becomes inconvenient, where it's like, well, we can't, we, it's, you, the, the returns are diminishing. We're not paying you just to hang out um, because they need to look at the players. So um, Russell Martin, of course, not a real mentor, uh, selfish, and obsessed with video games. Right. Oh, yes. Apparently, I've heard about this, yeah. So that the talk <laughs> not long after uh, so the report out of Philadelphia last year. So the Phillies, of course, got off to a nice start and they were kind of sitting in and around the wild card for a much of the season and then they really faded badly at the end of the year. And uh, there were reports that they were all obsessed with playing Fortnite to the point that Carlos Santana, uh, at late after one game, the story re- was revealed later that he smashed a TV with a baseball bat. Not as though we walked up what people were playing in the game, which I think was a false, false uh, fake story or non- untrue story that came out. But anyway, they the Blue Jays then soon after instituted a, a, a curfew, a video game curfew to, to stop guys from playing video games up at a certain point before the game. And it became a whole thing. And of course, there was some the belief that Russell Martin who played a hell of a lot of Fortnite. I know that uh, uh, Caitlin McGrath may have said said as much on a Pitch Talks panel that I was a part of, that he was like, played a hell of a lot of Fortnite. <laughs> but right. it's also, it was just so crazy when that, all those details came out and, and I, I can't remember who it was. Someone was like, well, what else do you want him to do? Like they told him he wasn't going to play. And so it's like, well, he's just there hanging out. They had taken his job and given it to to Maley and Jansen and, and Reese McGuire. So, but that doesn't mean that he wasn't doing all of the things that he should have been doing. It doesn't right. mean that he was doing literally nothing and like laying in his locker and playing Fortnite. Of course, he was still putting in all the work, getting his body ready, being ready to play, doing whatever he needed to do. I have no doubt in my mind that he was doing every single one of those things uh, and and making himself available if, if, some, if one of the young catchers was like, hey, Talk, let's talk about calling a game. He was like, fuck that. I'm trying to get that Battle Royale Supreme Victory, whatever it's called. Like, no, that, there's no part of me that believes that for a second. But that's not what fans want. Some fans are looking to bury everybody all the time. That's crazy to me. Yeah. No, I think you're totally right about that. That's uh, uh, The whole issue is a little bit strange because I think somebody also, I saw a tweet that uh, they've never seen anybody play more Fortnite than the Astros in 2017. So it doesn't... Yeah, it was Ted Berg, I think, tweeted that. Yeah, and it, you know, it's uh, like you say, it, it shouldn't be used as a substitute for not doing all the other things. It's just, I don't know, mm-hmm. it's just, a, it's silly. People it, are really weird about wanting to, the Tulo thing, I guess, I get a little bit more just because of his glee about the home run and everything. <laughs> uh, and the fact that he clearly, you know, it's just, a, well, there's a bunch of reasons. I, I don't know, people have found reasons to allow themselves to really dislike Troy Tulowitzki, even though I think that for most, if they were being honest, it would probably be he got hurt. Uh, mm-hmm. So that made me feel bad. But uh, but I'm, I'm sure there are legitimate reasons, too. I don't, you know, whatever. But uh, uh, but yeah, people seem to really like to run guys down once they're, once they're out of town a bit. Uh, a lot uh, of it comes back weird. to the idea of being grateful as though the 
baseball players or athletes in particular have been given something. Mm-hmm. And th- this is my one of my big things is, is I dislike, um, and it was and it's something that comes back. People say about LeBron all the time that like yeah, of course he's a great basketball player. He if I was six eight, I would be a great basketball player too. If I were, he he has this, he's been given this ability, and it's like that's that I don't think that that's true of any of those guys and often that's the difference between the ones that make it and the ones that don't is the ability to work and improve and like dedicate themselves to their craft in a way that most of us who go and like hump a shitty job could not even begin to identify with so if that's how russell martin was blowing off steam or spending his time when he had it because he had done the work that was required of him and done what he was willing to you know understanding of what his requirements were and what what made him feel satisfied and in in his role either as a pariah or whatever else it's that's like who cares if that's how he spends that extra time that he may have but people really do care they really don't think that they think that if they're not out there like kissing the ground every single minute that they're there and thanking their lucky stars that they have been selected to play a kid's game, as they often say, mm-hmm. which we saw so many times around the when Trout signs an extension and stuff. So, But uh, it's not a kid's game. And they're not kids, and they're not lucky to be there. They earned their way there. They've earned it repeatedly. Some of them have earned it via, I don't know, however else. Their parents bought them. There's no, like, I don't know that you can, your parents can't buy your way into the big leagues. Yeah, this is be Stanford. Fam- I mean, no. no, yeah, your parents could be famous and rich and good at baseball and get the right eyes on you and also get you training and everything like that. But but anyway, that's not the point. Um, but let's, though, I've, I've mentioned Mike Trout's name and I talked to him. So before we recorded this uh, podcast, I did a little Twitch stream, took some questions and talked shit with whoever was around. <laughs> so I, it's kind of fun to do. Maybe we'll do it again in the future. Um, so you can follow me, uh, Drew Groff, on Twitch if you're interested in that. No, I don't pretend like I'm going to be out there very often, but uh, maybe before a podcast. But we started to, I, I talked about uh, the Mike Trout uh, extension, of course, Mike Trout signs a 12-year, $430 million extension. That is relevant to the Blue Jays in no way whatsoever. The end. There's yep. nothing to talk about with Mike Trout. <laughs> that seems about right. Uh, Al Bregman signed a six-year, $100 million contract extension. I believe he has two full years of service time. Um, that's a lot of money. It's less than what like Trout got, for example. But uh, uh, that's good for him. Still not super appropriate. Super appropriate again. He's coming off a career season. Very good player. Top five draft pick. Was a shortstop, plays third base. Good for Alex Bregman. There was another extension. Uh, Paul Goldschmidt signed one. Interesting that one a little bit. Yeah, sure. Goldschmidt signed five years. Of, I think Pisan said it was one hundred and thirty million dollars. It's a lot of money for today for an older player. As all these guys are just running, screaming away from free agency. They want nothing to do with it. They'll take whatever you throw in front of them. So now we're getting closer to a Blue Jays appropriate contract, which is that Blake Snell, who was very disappointed with the Rays doing their fucking Rays bullshit when they did, they gave, he barely gave him any kind of raise after he won the fucking Cy Young and they re-upped him <laughs> yeah. for the minimum because, because they can. So all these fucking apologists and these maniac Rays fans who get so bent out of shape when you point out they're like the inethical amoral scumbag behavior of their <laughs> of their organization all the time at any given opportunity people are like well it's in the rules it's in the rules they're allowed there's nothing wrong with them doing that so they should do it all the time they need to exert maximum leverage at every moment so when a player in his second year in the big leagues 
makes wins the fucking Cy Young, you can give him a less than two percent pay increase, like he's a substandard worker at McDonald's. Like, yeah, sure, yeah, I know you you achieved literally the high, like you did all that we could ever ask of you to do. Here's less than a, the rate of inflation as a, as a raise because we don't have to. You know, but anyway, making children work 16 hour days in factories, it's legal. So it's it was OK that they did that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. But anyway, so despite that, this is how grim things are in, in a way on the free agent market and and the, the prospects of of paydays as as we have had come to know them are where Blake Snell disgruntled with the Rays organization knows what he's getting into when he signs with the when he's drafted by the Rays their their business their their standard operating procedure is well known they said here we'll give you 5 years 50 million dollars he said okay <laughs> because how can you not how can you say no to that he's 26 so he had no opt outs just straight 5 years he he sold off one of his free agent years just one. And, uh, oh, good job, just Rays. One. Just well, yeah. Look at them being all freewheeling with their money. Buying well, then that's one year of Blake Snell's free agency. Buying a one-year free agency by also locking in that cost certainty that now makes him a fantastically valuable trade chip because that's what they're going to do, just like they did with uh, Archer and like God only knows how many other times they've done it because that's what the Rays do. So they have secured. Uh, so I mean, it was not unlike the who are the other guys that signed these those they signed four forty. Um, there were a couple of them. I can't. Their names are escaping me. Recent pitchers who signed um, extensions that yeah. we had ta- we had talked about. Um, Mark Stroman, sort of being in that same neighborhood ish, but um, Snell obviously less service time, but more achievement. So. It's interesting. I mean, I feel like when these things happen, these extensions, they all sort of kind of, they start to fit other guys. There was a time when everyone had the John Lester sort of deal that Ricky Romero ended up getting. But um, I don't know, five years and $50 million of Blake Snell is pretty good for the for the Rays. It's good for Blake, Blake Snell because so. he's a pitcher. Yeah. So it'll well, all I mean, go away tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Uh, so then should the Blue Jays be extending their uh, their pitchers? Ooh. <laughs> well, that's the thing. They're they're in obviously different situations. Uh, Stroman or Sanchez. I mean, Sanchez. You got to see more from him st- still if you're going to extend him. I think for sure. Um. And yeah, Stroman. I don't. I don't know. I you. You know. I don't know how much they. Uh, it's. It, I don't know what to glean from you know the Stephen Brunts and Jeff, I mean Jeff Blair is just cranky lately about a lot of things. Anytime I listen to him talk about the Jays, which you know. Mm-hmm. I get it, having to fucking follow this team. Not uh, not not <laughs> easy at the moment, but uh, I don't know. I think I recall them having a conversation because I listened to them all last week about Strowman and about how they're kind of tolerant of uh, of him being what who he is and also maybe, like, I don't know, won't be super upset if they uh, if they find a deal to get him out of there as well. I don't, I mean, that's... That's speculation we probably shouldn't indulge in or anything, but mm. uh, but there's other factors beyond that that you know the Jays might not want to sign him to a, an extension because they have him you know in a pretty good spot two years uh, you know start you know for 2018 or sorry 2019 2020 uh, he's under team control relatively cheap because it's arbitration and then I don't know how much 
how much longer do you do you want to control a pitcher for if it's going to cost you a hell of a lot of money? So it may be hard to uh, to work out a deal with him that works for both sides. Uh, so Luis Severino was the one I was thinking of. Yeah, when Luis Severino right. got four forty. Now gets five fifty. Hey, you know, not bad, not bad if you can get it. But um, but yeah, I mean, Stroman is in that in in a bit of a different spot where again he's that much closer to free agency, and he has a lot to prove this year. So he, as I have said before, he is the one that I would seek to extend. I I just like him as a mm-hmm. guy who makes bad choices with his pets. But other than that, he seems like yeah. a, the kind of guy you want to have around. I don't know. I like him as a Blue Jay. I've said this many times and hasn't changed, although he shouldn't have done that to his dog. Uh, but I don't know. But but anyway, the real extension for us to talk about is not Ryan Presley. It's not... Sorry. So I am, uh, as everyone who's listening to this, and you and I are here talking about baseball, uh, the Rays also extended another guy who I have, honest to God, never fucking heard. Brandon Lowe. Never heard of him. I have no <laughs> clue who this fucking guy is. And they give him Fair. six years, 20, $24 million, which, great. Congratulations, Brandon Lowe. Um, you are very rich now and also new to me. So let's find out about Brandon Lowe. No, the real one, the one that should have all Blue Jays' ears perked up, Blue Jays' fans' ears, is the Eloy Jimenez yes, extension. of course. So, of course, Eloy has played zero games in the big leagues. He has zero at-bats. He has made zero progress as a big leaguer. He is a stud. He's the number two or three or four prospect in baseball, depending who you ask. Uh, He, of course, was informed he will not make the Chicago White Sox coming out of spring until, miraculously, (laughs) he signs this deal, which I believe is six years and $34 million, before he gets to the big leagues. That's a big deal. That does not happen often. Um, there was John Singleton who played for the Astros, who got drafted for the Phillies and was in some big trade, and then they gave him like $10 million, and he was awful and got busted for smoking pot all the time, which yeah. is illegal. That seems um, to be a thing, yeah. Yeah, uh, and also the the other one is the Evan Longoria, obviously signed that long deal really, 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 really early in his career. But... Um, I don't know. If, are you so? If you're the Blue Jays, you would be laughing if you got Vlad to sign one of these deals, right? I would think so. Yeah. I mean, they, yeah. It, it it seems. I mean, obviously, it's a, I think a good deal for both sides, but uh, you know, some some uh, security in a way that you just can't get if uh, if you're Vlad. Uh, there's, I think, a lot of things to to think about and to process, you know, before you would just say, okay, just hand him this exact deal. Uh, but yeah, I think the Blue Jays would, uh, would be thrilled to have the cost certainty, uh, if nothing else. And I, I don't see why they wouldn't be looking to do a thing like this. But if you're Vladimir Greer Jr., this is a bit of a selling yourself short, you have to think. Maybe. I mean, yeah, I don't think it would be the exact same deal, but, uh, and, and the thing is he, you know, he had a big bonus. I don't know what he always was, but, uh, mm. He also, you know, his dad did okay for himself. Like, I don't think, uh, I don't know what Eloy's family situation is or anything, but, I, you know, Vlad obviously isn't uh, isn't sending his minor league pay back home, I don't think. Um, mm-hmm. You know, because that's, uh, the, you know, his dad obviously, you know, made over $100 million in his career or whatever it was. Um, 
so maybe that it disincentivizes him. Maybe he doesn't want to do that. I don't know what you know what that situation is. Maybe he doesn't. I don't know what what of his dad's wealth he has access to. Maybe uh, maybe that that isn't a factor at all. But uh, there's also you know he's a. I mean, again, we're getting into something we, with the speculation. We maybe shouldn't, but like you know, uh, what's his his body type going to do over the course mm-hmm. of six, seven years, uh, eight years, whatever it might be that. Uh, uh, you know, is is he going to be as well positioned in free agency as uh, as he thinks? Or you know, I mean, I think there's a, that that's a factor to consider as to whether why, whether or not you're going to take this, you know, make this bet if you're the Jays or if you're Vlad, really, right? And uh, mm-hmm. uh, I I don't know, I don't know. I could see there being lots of reason for both to do it. Still, I think. I mean, I know the idea of Vlad is like he's younger and he. Uh, would hit free agency earlier and would be giving up much more valuable free agent years, I think, uh, especially if he's you know as good as we think. But then that the the weight stuff maybe maybe gives you some pause, maybe gives the Blue Jays some pause for going this long. But I I, I don't think so. I don't think anybody's like super concerned that it's that he's going to eat himself out of you know being able to get onto a damn field and swing a bat, um, except maybe Jeff Blair, but. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, I I don't I don't know I don't know it would be, I mean I tweeted right away like, you know forget uh, forget signing Vlad to this deal let's get Bo Bichette on this deal let's get him into the big leagues right now. Hell yes, right? Hell yes, I'm I'm all for that. But I, I, speaking of a guy who's even maybe in a less less more disinclined to take a deal like that, given his, the, it's not the life changing money for Bo Bichette. Potentially, right. uh, Eloy, Eloy Jimenez, by the way, signed two point eight million dollars out of uh, the, the Dominican Republic in twenty thirteen. Right. Uh, so. Of course, signed by the Cubs, not the White Sox, as he was the centerpiece of the yeah, Quintana, deal. Quintana deal. Yeah. And what can that guy do? The crew can roll. There we go. We got to get it out there every time. <laughs> uh, right. But anyway, yeah. I mean, if this is if this is a model, if if. So this is sort of, I, I don't know how I feel about these kind of deals in some ways. In the old days, they were, you would never, ever, ever, ever see a deal like this. They would never pay a guy speculatively. Right. There was just, it just never would have happened. So in a way, you know, Eloy Jimenez and his family or whatever, they are insulated from a lot of the, the early risk. And he has life-changing money. Um. He could potentially, he, like Mike Trout, could have potentially left tons and tons of dollars on the table, but he's still doing pretty good. Yeah. So it's, it, it, I would, I, I'm so reluctant to begrudge any of these guys, if it's Blake Snell, uh, in particular as a, as a left-handed pitcher, um, take your money when you get it. But at the same time, you know, it's, it's, it is a balance to strike. So... I can understand if it's Vlad, if it's Bo, whomever else. If if you're the team and you're comfortable with that kind of kind of risk, where you're just giving money to to somebody who has yet to demonstrate that they're able to perform at the highest level, but I don't know. It, it, it's it's kind of a neat little trick in a way, although it does in the end it does end up suppressing the salaries in a, in a greater in a in the big picture, but. But but yeah no but you can't you know yeah can't fault anyone for signing it if somebody puts that in front of you uh, especially a, especially a pitcher mm-hmm. but 
We need a few more of these singleton type deals where they go they go bad for the team. <laughs> so then they're like, eh, off they go. I mean, I don't know. It's uh, I guess in the end, if I am the if I'm the Blue Jays. If if we're if we're talking about speaking or, or arguing in good faith or putting forth an argument in good faith, the argument in favor of manipulating his service time is because you want to keep him around, you want that extra year of control. So if I'm going to offer him a deal, I would want it to be a bit longer, because otherwise I'm not really uh, what I'm what I'm really then getting. From like my our weird sort of not caught in the middle, but obviously we have chosen the side with which we stand yeah. on these issues. So <laughs> yeah. if the team is trying to save money, then these deals are great for them. If they're trying to get control, then why bother doing this? Like do like a longer deal. Do give them like a twelve year deal. Imagine that. Imagine tomorrow they show up. Like, we signed Vlad for twelve years. That would be awesome. I would. <laughs> that I'm all for. <laughs> uh, yeah, a little bit tougher to figure out. What the final six years of those of that deal is worth? It's, it's pretty oh, easy yeah. to figure out what the six years of you know his next six <laughs> years are going to be worth. Absolutely, um, but yeah, I don't know. It's, it's just really it's an interesting time. It's an interesting time in baseball. Uh, again, this is these are not indications that the that the market is fixed that the players are getting their fair shake. I don't think anyone is. It's you'd have to be pretty disingenuous to continue to make that argument, despite the fact that you know so many good players or so many guys are still looking for work and you know. Craig Kimbrell still hasn't signed and Dallas Keuchel still hasn't signed. There's still good players out there, guys who can help lots of different teams. Uh, Jose Bautista still hasn't signed. I don't understand. That, yeah, no. that is, you know, I mean, no. I don't know when the uh, the KBO season starts, if it's underway yet or not, but uh, <laughs> it really is time, I think, for him to... No, they do spring training at the same time. They That's go to right, Arizona actually. and do spring yeah, training. Right. Yeah. Well, then... Giddy up, Jose. Let's go. Let's. Uh... He's got to do Japan. Yeah, don't, don't 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 sell him short. Let him go to Japan. Sure, either way, either way would be a blast. Um, so I don't know. It would. I guess I, this this Jimenez deal has kind of like thrown me for a loop in a way. I just don't know. I don't know what to think. I don't know what to think. I don't know that I have an opinion on it. I mean, I do, but I don't. I'm just really like, is who who? I don't know. Is that the deal? Is that the kind of thing you'd want to give to Vlad Guerrero Jr.? Why not? Yeah, I don't. I I don't know why not. I mean, you get a nice club option, which you think, mm-hmm. uh, which you think is going to be worthwhile for you. He, there's a decent buyout, so he'll still get a bunch of extra money at the end if he if he busts and uh, and. You know, he doesn't have to make $500,000 a year uh, the first couple of years. But that uh, might rob <laughs> us of, of some great um, endorsement opportunities. <laughs> that there's, there's always that angle to think about where, like, if he is making the minimum, then he's like, well, I got to get some, I got to capitalize on this. That is true. Vlad, Vlad Aridey. <laughs> so he's, he's him and Nav Bacha kicking it in a, in a, in a Kia somewhere or those, uh, what are those other commercials that those guys do? The milk, the peanut butter commercials. I assure other, you, the I, Raptors do. Well, the do Raptors, the Raptors getting that money. Yeah, no, they do. I've I've noticed that that's a thing. I don't watch a lot of commercials, so I'm out here paying for streaming services, so I don't have to. 
you're uh, you're watching uh, tennis live and in person when Bianca is out there doing the damn thing. Uh, I think that's about it. What you know, there that was some of the questions that we got. I got on Twitch as well. Was about um, was about you know the Vlad deal and yeah, I, I I think if it's a fair deal and he's comfortable with it, I don't see any problem. I I don't really see the downside in it other than the whole wage suppression thing. But and yeah, if Bichette wants to sign one too, I don't. I think that's it though. The, to me, there has to be a real like threshold of perceived or potential greatness. Yeah. Like I don't know if I want to sign if I'm like hey, one for everybody. Like. Let Danny Jansen get a chance to earn some money and make it, and then that's I'd be cool with that. If he if he ends up going like a JT Real Muto, awesome. Then he's gonna get paid. He's gonna be worth a lot of money soon. So yeah, do that I, then. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm okay with that too. I mean, I think it is you know as much as it is sort of a way to to suppress wages a little bit. Um, yeah, obviously it shows that players uh, agree with what sort of the uh, the consensus has been about what to do about where the money is going in the game and how free agency is so broken, which is that, you know, get these young players who are, you know, providing so much value, get them more mm-hmm. money. And, and, you know, to think that, you know, I mean, Eloy's going to make, I'm looking at the Rosenthal tweet here, he's going to make $11 million over uh first three years of his deal. I mean, otherwise he would make like $1.1 million. I mean, it, Yeah, it, pretty uh, much. Um I understand why why these guys are going and doing that, and if uh, and if that is part of an incentive that the teams can use to, uh, uh, not just to get cost certainty, though that's you know I, that's obviously part of it. Like they, it's nice to know, okay, we're going to be spending twenty million dollars on him in that in his final year, as opposed to like, well, he could have a record breaking arbitration reward, and you know who, who knows whether he's going to go super two. Then you just can put all that out. Of, out of mind, you can not worry about the stupid manipulation of service time shit, um, mm-hmm. which maybe makes Bowen an ideal candidate for something like this. Maybe later in the season or next year, because he's you know uh, he's somebody who certainly could have a service time manipulated next year, uh, and that's something we've talked about. So that would be just from a perspective of not having to fucking talk about that. No, uh, for sure, be, <laughs> it would be kind of nice if they you know managed to do a thing like, like signing him to a deal like this. Um, yeah. I think we're going we're going in the wrong direction though. I, I I said you know there needs to be a certain threshold for greatness. I think it should be I I need to read I need to change that stance. It should be one for everybody because that's what they need to right. they need to start giving them to bad players, right? right. Giving to bad players, giving to guys who bust, giving to guys who don't you know so to say, uh, you know don't earn them all the way back so that uh, you know that kind of just get move some more money into their hands like. It, Someone has a good like couple weeks. Like, yeah, pay him six years, twenty million bucks. Take <laughs> yeah. that guaranteed money, and off you go. Because, um, you know, uh, the 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 other side of that is when you see them like the Jose Altuve deal, where they kind of like, yeah. hey, Jose wants to sign this deal, and the next thing you know, they're like robbing him blind. Yeah. Where he's like putting out seven win seasons, and they're like, oh, you're going to earn that two million bucks. So you're good. You're good for a couple more years. But then they did, of course, make him whole. In the end, he's got a nice contract. He's a great player and uh, won the World Series. And uh, I don't know if you knew this about this, um, Jose Altuve. Short for a baseball player. Yeah, I've noticed that. I've heard that actually about him. That's interesting. Have you ever seen a comical photo of him and Aaron Judge <laughs> juxtaposed side by side? They're very funny. It's quite droll, yes. <laughs> quite droll indeed. Uh, yeah, I don't know. That's it. It's it's I don't know. It's getting closer. I'm starting to starting to feel it. I you know I'm getting closer. They're like they're in Montreal on Monday. 
Monday? Oh yeah, those games are in <laughs> midweek yeah. this week. Yeah. Yeah. Well, oh, it's, it's not close. like they they yeah. have a tough act to follow. <laughs> they should have just stopped, right? That should have been it with those those games in Montreal. Yeah, but they they got to milk that. I mean, they couldn't this year. They probably moved a lot of tickets when it seemed clear that Vlad was going to be there. But uh, yeah, they uh, they got to milk that for all it's worth again. I think now that they have the son of of Vlad, obviously that's going to be able to keep going for a little bit longer. But uh, one wonders, one wonders how uh, how much longer they can can do it. We'll see uh, what the atmosphere is like, whether they have it on a on a Monday and Tuesday night as opposed to. You know the Friday and Saturday that has been tradition to this point. Uh, oh, yeah, we'll see how the we'll see how the Jays do with their. Uh, oh, sorry. Go ahead. I was going to say they're playing the Brewers. Right there, you go. That's at least a draw. Maybe not in in that part of the world, but if you want to see a good baseball team, there's at least going to be one there. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> I uh, I can't see them letting like Lorenzo Cain play on that turf though. Yeah, uh, probably not. Maybe Yelich. Hopefully, get some Yelich. Hopefully, get some a bunch of Thames. Get some Eric Thames all yeah. in you. I saw on Instagram. He's confident that he's making the team and that he's going to be with the Brewers. Still, he shipped his enormous truck back up from Arizona back to uh, his home in Milwaukee. Nice, yeah. So uh, that's good for him. Yeah, and uh, we'll. See, I mean, well, yeah. See, the we're, we usually do these on Thursdays. I mean, so this would be the last one before opening day. Maybe we'll have to do something about the schedule next week. Uh, yeah, right. Let's do it. <laughs> because I, we didn't really talk a lot about opening day, did we? Maybe we should do one Wednesday or if we can or Tuesday just so people can listen to it. Uh, this is a little peek behind the uh, the microphone here where we're, we're organizing <laughs> just on air. Uh, but I'm curious to see how the atmosphere, which uh, I don't know if anybody read my, uh, my chat with uh, Andrew Miller, the Jays uh, Executive VP of Business Operation, uh, Really, he's really looking forward to the the atmosphere at the home opener, and did not want to say anything about whether or not the ticket sales are going well or poorly, or he's happy or not. Um, so that will be curious to see as well, because um, yeah, they're charging a bunch of money for those tickets, and uh, a lot of blue dots, from what I understand. It'll have to be a pretty big walk up crowd. You can get tickets in the 500s on StubHub right now for $20 a piece, U.S. That's not bad. It's opening day. Yeah. They're playing the Tigers, too, right? I think, that's Tigers Stub- are- I think that's StubHub people taking a bath on it, probably. I don't think you could get face values for that. I mean, I guess part of a season ticket package, I suppose. But mm-hmm. There are a lot of tickets in that very similar price range of like under $30 US. But $30 US is still a fucking shitload of money to spend on a Yeah, it's like 40 Canadian face value on a 500 level ticket, yeah. Crazy. Uh the Tigers are bullshit too. That sucks that there's not. I mean, they get to watch Miguel Cabrera. Yeah, no. And, I mean uh, Yeah, I don't know. I don't even all. have any plan. I'm, I'm not sure if I'm going to I'm just going to maybe sit in my damn couch at home and watch it on the TV. I don't I don't even know. Uh, it's been a couple of years since I went. I should go again. Yeah, we did that thing last year that just portended doom for the, <laughs> the whole season, I think. Uh, it w- but it was fun. It was it fun was, to watch yeah. the oxygen be sucked out of a room <laughs> slowly. Yeah. It left a room and it was sucked out by Josh Donaldson's shoulder. A little that bit, was, yeah. It was very unusual to watch. I, like, I feel, oh! I feel that Carlos Stanton uh, <laughs> murdering a baseball may have helped that a little bit, too. 
it was John. For me, if I may, if I may, you already know what I'm going to say. It was when Clippard came in and Stanton was up, and I was like, I do not like this matchup at all. And then he hit a home <laughs> run like the very next pitch, and I was like, that's going to happen a lot. And yeah, and then it um, did. And then it did well. The Stanton, Stanton, who the Yankees fans booed incessantly all all year long, also was like a five win guy with thirty seven home runs. Right. <laughs> um, also, we haven't talked a lot about the other teams in the division. The Red Sox didn't do shit this this winter, right? They really did. Um, which is it's easy to be like, oh, I can't believe they're kind of standing on ceremony and just sort of going to show up and and be the same team. Uh, the Boston Red Sox, as I recall, last year they won um, every game. No, they won 108 games last year, and then I think that they they that they only lose one in the playoffs. God, they were just a fucking juggernaut. Yeah, they were really stupidly good. No, they lost three games. They lost one in the opening round, one in the LCS, and one in the World Series without a bullpen. With Kimbrel, who can't even get a job now, <laughs> walking yeah. the ballpark, they were like, oh, we need to, some relievers. How about we just use these starters again? And then the one guy shows up and he's like, oh, I can throw 103 miles an hour when I'm only pitching out of the bullpen. And the other guy is Chris Buckin Sale, who literally ended Manny Machado's life with the last pitch of the year. He died then. He died. <laughs> he stole. He snatched his soul away. I was so I was watching the Mariners and an A's game the other day before before work, and they did like the here's some highlights from you might enjoy from MLB.com, and yeah. it was that it was the last pitch of the World <laughs> Series, and I had forgotten how it almost hit Manny Machado in the shin, but he had already swung at it, flailing about madly, falling on his ass while the Red Sox are celebrating the World Series that they just steamrolled their way towards. So. I think that we've already forgotten how good those Red Sox are, and and uh, I'm looking forward to the season, which they and the Yankees continue to beat themselves about the head and face for the entire summer long, as they win so many games because the Blue Jays and the Orioles, and fingers crossed the Rays, are so bad. Yeah, fuck the Rays. Really hope it doesn't work at all out for them. Really pulling hard for the just copious losses. Yeah. Hey, the A's are zero and two, so I'm happy. That means we're one stop closer to the Matt Chapman trade. All right, <laughs> right, yeah. Future Blue Jay Matt Chapman heard it here first. They're going to do it all again. Yeah, uh, Alex is going to come back. Alex will one day come back, won't it? Won't he? That'll be a thing. They they do this, you know. It's a, it'll be like Cito uh, coming like, back or, or Beaston coming back. It'd be he's, like he's Beast the next one. Back. Yeah, he'll get he'll get that job again one day. He'll just, I could just see him go, like, I know exactly the right line of bullshit to pedal to these people so that nobody <laughs> knows that I'm incompetent. <laughs> the, oh, and, it, and we'll be just open with such, you know, welcome with such open arms, you know. Uh, please, sir, you know. piss in my mouth. Oh, yeah. my God, I cannot have your piss in my mouth enough. Um, I think that's a good note to end the show on. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so you can, of course... Uh, catch us next week we'll do at least another show between now I'm actually been talking to a couple guests maybe like juice it up a little bit and but we'll do this we'll talk before opening day you and I have resolved it it's official it's on the podcast people will presumably hear it and then it'll be opening day and then the season has started and I'm excited so are you excited 
Yeah, you know, they got that uh, Criterion streaming services starting on uh, April 8th. So that's, I mean, that's going to be good. And um, Canopy, you use Canopy at all? I because I, Peterborough's library does not uh, does not have Canopy set up, so I'm going to have to that's terrible defraud the Toronto uh, the Toronto Public Library and get myself a card. Good for you. Yeah, they that's got good. some good shit on there. Just yeah, the stuff that's maybe outside the um, here's something very similar to something else you've already watched, which is Netflix's entire business model. And uh, but anyway, whatever, it's all deadly. Uh, but yeah, no Canopy's out there too. Canopy nice. Crave nice. Crave sucks. Crave, I'm so mad. I'm so mad at Crave right now. Crave TV is like the Bell hybrid that they made. Yeah. Where they put HBO and everything on there. And they've got everything except the leftovers. Was it not? It's not on there? It's not it was, on there. It was on it was, there as, as of like a couple months ago. It was on like the HBO version, like the only HBO streaming service. And I right. go to Crave and it's not there. I don't understand why. And I don't really want to watch it. I've already watched it. And it's not the kind of thing that I'm like, I'm going to put this on for fun and watch this like hor- this harrowing show again. Yeah. That was brilliant and ex- excellently uh, executed. But just the fact that it's not there makes me upset. Yeah. You know, but it, I swear it was at some point because I've had Crave for a while. Um, and I know that they've changed it a bit, which I'm, this is obviously. You can probably tune out now if you're if you're only into baseball stuff because apparently this is what we're talking about. Uh, but yeah, I think they they've switched. Uh, you know, they've gone to the more uh, integrated hybrid thing. Like it used to be a, a standalone mm-hmm. thing online, and now it's sort of folded into the their. But when they did that, and stuff. yeah, then the leftovers may have gone away. That's what it was. I definitely, British, yeah, I definitely. But why would it go away? It's an HBO it's original. Yeah. All the other HBO originals are on there. The the well, the naked dragons show and the. And the Italian murder show, all there. The sad people disappearing show doesn't make the cut. I can't. I can't abide this. It is a uh, but, weird. Yeah. But that's it. Okay. Um, so thank you. Thank you to you, Stoughton. <laughs> thank you to everybody who's listening. Thank you to everyone who has been supporting the show from the very beginning. Keep your ear to the ground, and then we will uh, we'll talk to you next week on Birds All Day. <laughs>